Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Dave DeVito. Welcome to Trades Work, the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association podcast. We showcase the skilled trades our society depends on, the women and men of our industry building our skylines, building our community, and building our future. Our show starts right now. On this week's episode, I'm pleased to have Beto Herrera, Training Director at Local 58, with me. Welcome Thank to you. the show, Beto. Thank you very much, Dave. Appreciate the opportunity to sit down and chat and talk about this industry and the trade that I'm in. Why don't you start off, Beto, by talking to us a little bit about your story uh, and what is the best thing about your job? Uh, so I started the, in the trade when I was about 24 years old. Um, I was working multiple jobs and trying to go to school. School wasn't necessarily uh, my cup of tea. Um, not to say that I wasn't studious, but it was very different for me, the atmosphere. I like to work with my hands. I like to see things through and get built. I, I come from a union back, uh, background. Uh, my father was a tanner. My brother is a sprinkler fitter. Um, you know, hard work and all that was, was what we grew up with and what we understood. Being able to get into this trade was, was a blessing. When I started off, I had no idea what I was doing. I knew kind of what I was getting myself into, but every day was something new, something different, something exciting. Uh, the people that I got to work around and their backgrounds, their history, their knowledge of the trade uh, excited me, you know, and to see how far the the trade from when they started to when I started changed. And then from when I started to now, how much the trade has changed. It's been a blessing for my family and myself and my community. So what were you going to school to become or what were you studying? Uh, so when I started school, I wanted to be a teacher. I truly did want to be a teacher. Um, I love history, and I've always been very passionate about that. I love to know where people are from. I, it, to me, it's a common denominator. When you know where you're from and you know where other people are from, you, you see those similarities, and you see how much you're so much alike. That's what I wanted to do. You know, and unfortunately, like I said, you know, I, I chose the, the, the path of a construction worker. You know, and that, like I said, it's it's a teaching moment and a learning moment all at the same time. What do you think is the best best thing about your job? My current job or when I was in the trade? Oh. <laughs> so when I was in the trade, um, which I technically still am in the trade, being able to build something that I knew was going to help somebody. Um, when I got to work in the hospitals on medical gas systems, knowing that, you know, somebody's relative family member could be utilizing that, you know, in need and going to a school and helping build, you know, build schools. It, it, was, it was awesome. It, it was different knowing that community, my community and people in other communities were going to be utilizing that. And uh, to me, that was the, the best part because that was me giving something back. Even though I was getting paid for it, I was giving something back that people can use. So what does a training director do and how did you get from being in the field and doing what you're doing 
as I would imagine, there were several steps in between a training director and what you were originally doing when you got into the trade. Talk to us a little bit about how you got from there to being a training director and what does a training director do? Uh, so when I started off my apprenticeship, I, I came through Local 58, uh, five years of my apprenticeship. I turned out as a plumber uh, with MedGas certifications. Um, I, in my journeyman career, I did everything from remodels, new construction, service, utilities. So I got to dabble in, in, in all parts of our trade here in our jurisdiction. At the time, there was a, a position opening up for MedGas uh, instructor. I call him my brother because we both came through the apprenticeship together. Uh, he was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And so he had to have some surgeries done. And he was the med gas instructor here at the time. And so they asked me if I would be willing to step up to do that. And my passion for helping people dealing with med gas, I was very uh, involved in it on the job site. I loved doing it, like I said. And when that opportunity came up, I took the challenge. And so I went through training and I got the MedGas certification. I came back and I started teaching the class. And when I was teaching it, you could tell that I was very passionate about it because I, I, I loved all facets of it. And sharing that information and going above and beyond in the classroom to teaching that to these guys, or to our apprentices and journeymen and journey persons, it was something that I wanted to do. It was a fulfillment that just had me, and it was something that I wanted to do. I lacked a little bit of courage, so to say, um, and confidence. You know, it, it took a lot to get out in front of people, my peers, um, and, and express and teach. And when the coordinator position came available, you know, I hesitated, honestly, but you know, like any task that we've ever been given on the job side and anything that I've ever been through in my life, it's, you know, you, all you can do is go up, you know, so you have to give it your all. It's like that with anything I believe and I try to give my all every single day and everything I do yeah, as far as my family, my community, my job, my training and giving back to apprentices in my local. And I got to become the training director here at Local 58 which has been a big blessing for me. You know, I've got to see a lot of things with the background work that takes place to be able to teach apprentices and our, you know, and our journey workers in our jurisdiction. It, it's been an awesome ride. <laughs> no. well, I know from firsthand experience watching you as our training director down there, you took a, a program and you, you put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into making it the best program it can be. I've watched you kind of grow over time uh, into that position, and we're just we're really lucky to have you. Your your Thank excitement you. and passion for what we do, and 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 teaching individuals and making sure that we give them every opportunity is just uh, it's it's just very inspiring. I try to tell our apprentices, you get what you put into it. You know, if you give everything you got into your apprenticeship, your family, your community, you get that in return. And I try to give the apprentices in our local the same thing. I try to give them everything that I have. And, you know, my family understands the commitment that we have as training directors to our locals and to our membership. You have to you have to put your best foot forward and you have to lead by example. Well, tell us, like, what's a day in the life of a training coordinator? So everything from organizing classrooms, dealing with the Department of Labor, 
um, membership training, upgrade trainings, uh, always trying to get out and recruit new apprentices and also educating people on the apprenticeship program because not a lot of people understand that there's apprenticeship programs where you get paid to learn, you know, where you're not paying them to teach you. You know, you're actually learning while, you know, while you earn. And every single day we have some type of event coming up, some some training, not only for our membership, but also for training directors, too, because our career in the technology and the industry is always changing and developing. And so we have to be, you know, on the front line of that and gathering this information and sharing this information with everybody that we can in our jurisdiction. Do you ever think when you started in the trades that one day you'd be that training director? No, I never did. <laughs> I loved going to work. I loved it every single day. Uh, you go in there and you're working side by side with people that feel the same way about you that, you know, hey, let's get this job done. Let's do yeah. this and, and let's do this right. And, you know, care about what you do, obviously. And, you know, going, being around that, I love that atmosphere. You know, it was a lot of teamwork, a lot of team building. And, you know, you can't take nothing away from that. It was, it was, it was awesome. Just knowing the projects that we got to work on and driving by with my kids and telling them, yeah, I got to work on that. That was, that was a cool. Well, as a training director, now you're running a multi-million dollar corporation, more or less. Did you ever think you were going to do that one day? No, at all. I, and to be completely honest with you, I, I have to smack myself in the morning sometimes when I think about that, you know, it's, it, it, it's a task. It's a task at one and it's an honor too, you know, to be able to say that and to know where I came from and the background that I had and the obstacles that I faced in my life. My kids get to see that, you know, this is what happens with hard work and you can do even more than I can. That's pretty inspiring. We've talked about being a training director. Tell us what, what's a day in the life of an apprentice look like? Whew. So every single day you come in is a, it's a, it's a learning lesson. Everything from understanding your surroundings, uh, learning the people that you're working with, learning the tools that you're going to be utilizing through your career. And also knowing too that the tools are going to change down the, you know, a few years down the line. It's an experience in itself to, to be on a job site to start where it was dirt, where people are now utilizing it while you're trying to finish up. And just knowing that at the end of the day that, that you put that project is, is pretty awesome. You know, the apprentices, I know they sometimes it's a lot going on at one time and it seems like everything's going fast. But once that confidence and the experience comes in, you, you get this flow to your work. And, you know, you don't realize the change and transition that you have as an apprentice working towards your, your completion that you've changed so much that you, you, you stop thinking about things. Sometimes it just flows naturally, you know, and you see things a lot differently on the job site as you develop. I suppose you get some of that through, you know, working with your mentor, the journeyman or the foreman that you're assigned to and them passing that knowledge down. So oh, yeah. when they come to your school, they get the theoretical like book knowledge and then they get to go out and apply that right away. Yeah. And just, just a simple fact that you know why things operate, how come they operate the way that they do is, is what makes our apprenticeship so, so different, so unique and, and so rewarding because you're learning everything about what applies to your trade. 
Good. So when you work with new apprentices, what advice do you have for them? What do you what do you tell them? Be humble, stay hungry, and when you're on the job site, be consistent and be persistent. And give it your all. You're going to get an education that that's going to be rewarding. Don't let go of it, you know, and keep developing and keep learning. It's like I said, it's a forever changing trade, but you know, apprentices get that opportunity to see things and you know, a lot of other people don't get to see. Yeah. So what happens or what advice I should say do you have for people considering a path or a career in the skilled trades? Why why should they join your team? They should join the team because they want they want to be better for themselves, for their family, and for their community. You know, if not for one of those things and you know, at least for themselves. This trade can do so much for you. It's unbelievable. I mean, it is, you know, a commitment to go through an apprenticeship program. But at the end of that apprenticeship program, there's going to be thousands of people just like you who have gone through the same thing that you're going to have that same common denominator with. And they're going to understand the struggles that you went through to get where you're at. And that's going to encourage more people to follow you in the future. What do you think makes an apprentice successful? The want to learn. That, that eagerness to learn, to be a sponge, to, to want, just to want that information and, and being self-determined too, you know, because okay. it's, it takes a lot of determination for you as an individual to want that. Okay. And you get to work in some crazy environments too. Yeah. I think I'd like to ask you a question about that in a second. So, so for someone listening today, as they're seeing to themselves, boy, do I see myself in that role? Do I see myself in that job? Uh, you know, you've talked about school. You've talked about, you know, mentor, mentee learning on the job site. What, what happens if, if another Beto comes along where you're a little unsure and you kind of question and all that stuff? What do you, what do you do with that apprentice? How do you help that apprentice? Try to help them understand about that the battle's already halfway done. It takes courage just to think about that. It takes courage to step outside your comfort zone. You've already got that part down. If you've already thought about it, you've got that down. Now you have to believe in yourself to get it done. And we're here to help you when we can. So uh, before we start to wrap up here, tell us your thoughts about the outlook for the industry. Uh, do you see any new innovations on the, on the uh, horizon? And, you know, what career opportunities do you think exist? Are we going to need more apprentices, less apprentices, more construction workers, less construction workers. It takes a lot of people to get a job done. The last 20 years is a testament about how much the, the industry has changed in the next 20 years. It's going to be the same thing. It's always going to be a change. With people coming in that are willing to learn, it's going to help everybody that much more. So tell, tell us, what is the coolest project you've ever worked on? Oh, see... Got to work on the powerhouses as a plumber. That was a big one. Got to work on quite a few hospitals. Uh, got to work on the uh, Fort Carson's, the Butts Army Airfield. And uh, there's so many of them that I've got to work on. Loads of schools and, and colleges. But yeah, there's been so many of them. Well, thank you, uh, Battle, for your time today. Thanks for talking to us. I appreciate your insights and sharing your stories. Hopefully those will connect with potential career opportunity seekers and folks that want to join our team. And uh, thanks for kind of describing how you got into the trades today. It's very inspiring. Thank you. 
Tradeswork is a production of the Rocky Mountain Mechanical Contractors Association. For more information about our organization, please visit rmmca.org.